Welcome back to TimeSync. This is episode 161 Palindrome, and my name is Hamza. My name is Amodi. Let's tumble into action. I don't know. See, we gotta, we gotta stop. <laughs> do, we, do you think we should find like an act, like a, like a catchphrase? Like, oh, have like a consistent catchphrase? Yeah. Bawazonga, Batman. I don't know. I think it has to be something time related or sync related. If you want to make it consistent. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Clean your dishwasher. Oh, wait, clean your sinks. <laughs> I don't know. We'll now find I'm thinking something. about that now. I'm just thinking about that nonstop now. I'm going to, I'm going to be thinking about that the entire podcast. Uh, but but we do need to find something. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. The giving of thanks, yes. The giving of thanks. Uh, Basically, I just want to normally, what do you, what do, you do? For I think we talked about it before, but what did, this year specifically, what did you do? What did you eat? Did you, did you give thanks? Is that a thing? Like, do you, I don't know. So, okay, Thanksgiving normally is a very tight affair in that it's just me, my parents, and my sister. That's it. The four people who live in this house, we're the ones who celebrate Thanksgiving, and that's it. It's the immediate family, got it. Exactly, super immediate family. And this year was unique. Where basically, okay, so uh, to, okay, it's kind of hard to explain without going into detail about last year. But last year, we had family visiting for, like, the entire fall, right? So, it was, basically, the number of people in the, in the household went from 4 to 10 for, like, Oof. two months. And within those two months, Thanksgiving happened to fall in the middle of that. So, the people who visited celebrated Thanksgiving with us. Nice. So, it was kind of like having family over for the first time for Thanksgiving. Okay. Because, like, you know, they, they came over and it was Thanksgiving. But, of course... They were there the day before Thanksgiving and the day after and multiple days before and after too because they were there for months, for like two months. But... So this is the first time you said? That, I mean, that was the first time? Yeah, that, that was the first time. The first time I had Thanksgiving with anyone besides my immediate family. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. This year was what I would consider the first time I had family come over for Thanksgiving. Because, mm. like I said, the last time it just happened to be like they were visiting and they were visiting for so long thanksgiving just happened to show up yeah because like you know i'd go to bed i'd wake up and i'd see them go to bed wake up and i'd see them for like a month before thanksgiving then thanksgiving just happened to happen one day and then they were still there a month after thanksgiving but this time that, that same family decided to actually like visit just for thanksgiving okay so this time it was like oh you know the day before thanksgiving it was just the four of us thanksgiving night or I guess noonish, eveningish. They showed up. We had Thanksgiving dinner together, and they went back, and they left, and that was it. Like you don't have to explain so, it like that, Molly. But I get it. They came. They you guys yeah. enjoyed Thanksgiving together, and then that was it. But, announced. So what did you guys eat? Okay, so what we have, uh, you know, the traditional uh, Thanksgiving dinner uh, lasagna. Oh, that's right, lasagna, dude. Dude, I love lasagna, man. But you, so you're eating. That's the main dish then. Yeah. What about like yes, things like um, like sides and stuff. Like you know, like the garlic breads or the mac and cheeses. The I'm trying to think of things no, that you know pertain no. to you. We have, we have uh, as a side. We have, we have uh, I forget what they call it, but like corn, cooked corn. Okay. We Steak have corn. French fries. French fries. Okay. French fries. Yeah, and. We t- we did make like a small little frozen pizza just because the kids, uh, uh, the kids are weird. 
Sometimes yeah, the love lasagna and sometimes they don't. You know, you know, kids are. Yeah. So fine. we just made like a small cheese pizza on the side for them. And I think that was it, pretty much. And then of course, like the drinks were apple cider and soda. What about like cranberry juice or anything, or cranberries or like you know, like that kind of stuff? No. Like. No, I, I never tasted cranberry sauce. I did yeah. joke about getting it this year just as like a joke. Be like, oh, you know, we have family coming over for the first time. No, not a fan of cranberry sauce, I take it. Not even. A, well, cranberry sauce? Huh. But cranberries by itself? Nah. I guess I, I also haven't heard of cranberry by itself. So for, for what happened for me was we usually, there's around like three families, including my own family. No, wait. One, two, three. Yeah, three families, including my own family. That live nearby, like you know, related uh, re- relations wise. So they what do, do you this... mean by three families. You mean like three separate sets of immediate families? Yeah, as in like or you know, straight like... up three different people. No, well, yeah, it's, it's like I meant like like our family, like my tight family, right? Like my immediate family, mm-hmm. and then there's like my mom's siblings who live nearby. Okay. With their families. So normally we cycle Thanksgiving dinner kind of deal. Oh, so you know, I I don't know. So basically, this year it was my grandma's turn. So it went. We went to her house. That's a clever way to like you know share the responsibility of Thanksgiving dinner. Just like cycle. I don't know. Yeah. Is that common? Is that how other families do it? I don't know. In my head, I just assumed that there was this one household that became the Thanksgiving household. I guess it really depends on how many people are coming to your. I, I don't know. It it depends, right? It depends. Because in our case, like, it also depends on what you make. For example, like the turkey. If you're making a turkey, it takes a long time to prep and like make and stuff. People like it a certain way. People like dishes a certain way, side dishes, whatever. So, you know, for example, we went to we went to my grandma's house, right? And she made turkey, so we we ate we ate turkey, of course. And but she also loves that cranberry stuff, you know, and like and like tons of other stuff that I'm like, what what is this? So, you know, but if you come to our house, you might not have that. Oh, I see. Okay, so the food the op- the food options also cycle with the household. Okay, and things taste differently. And over the time, they've like kind of uh, optimized or like you know, I don't know the word is like the taste. So, yeah, and gravy, so that kind of stuff. So it was pretty good, pretty delicious. Like it always is. I, I don't expect anything less. I'm surprised we don't make mashed potatoes. Now think yeah, about you it. Make feel that, like, dude. It feels like it'd be an easy thing to make, especially amongst all the other things we make. And then we have an excuse to have gravy, which feels very Thanksgiving-ish. Yeah, or like potato salad and that kind of stuff. I hate potato salad. Really? So, yeah, no. Why? To be fair, isn't like most potato salad have like mayo in it or something? Like, isn't that like oh, a yeah, ingredient? that's right. Yeah, yeah, and right. so the potato salad I've ever had didn't have that, so. That's what I thought. Maybe that's why it sounds good. This guy got too many restrictions. But, so that's cool. And what about like the actual like giving things? Do you guys ever go like around in a circle like, what are you thankful for a little, a uh, little moldy? You down for a little uh, Muli's siblings? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, you didn't do anything. Like no, no. Was it like a fast affair? Like, oh, we gotta go Black Friday shopping. Sorry, I gotta go. Like, is, was that something like that? No, no, no. We just don't do the sit around and actually verbally say what we're thankful for. Is this kind of implied that you're just doing that on your own? Also, you know, you know, we do like. Well, it's not even like a whole table kind of deal, but on an individual level, people typically do like a quick prayer before eating. Which is already giving thanks. That's for like, that's for like every meal, right? That's not like yeah, Thanksgiving yeah. specific. It's not Thanksgiving specific. And also it's like, yeah, it's not like we all like hold hands around the table and do it together. It's just like whenever someone's about to start, they'll just do it themselves and then start eating. Is that like an individual prayer or is it for like one person can do it for everyone? 
I guess someone, I never thought about it. I guess someone one person could do it for everyone, but typically I've never seen it done that way though. But I so think this is can just... technically do it that way. All right, that doesn't even count. Movie then. <laughs> trying to see which angle we could take this, but nah, 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 okay. But but I'm saying is for for artists. I mean, we don't always give thanks and whatnot. Like we don't always say like, I'm thankful for my grandma. I'm thankful for this turkey, that kind of stuff, right? But every mm-hmm. once in a while, we we will say like you know like I'm thankful for like whatever happened and etc. and like that kind of stuff. This Thanksgiving was very, very busy for me specifically. I- I'm sure for other people too, but for me specifically, because you know finals are coming up and like work is crazy and like it's just really difficult to h- handle everything. So mm-hmm. I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about Thanksgiving. Like I went to there because as a, I went to the, I went to the, my grandma's house, kind of like a social obligation kind of deal, right? You got to go. So I was like, fine. I went, enjoyed my time there, of course. But the whole time I was like, just thinking about my finals and other things. I was like, that's just. That's kind of the nature, right? Yeah, this year for me too, Thanksgiving just kind of felt like an afterthought. Where normally I feel like a week before Thanksgiving, so the Thursday before Thanksgiving, we have everything we were going to make. Like we have the apple cider, we bought it. We have the lasagna in the fridge or the freezer, etc. etc. Like, oh, we have all the stuff. This year we end up buying like the lasagna the day before Thanksgiving. Just cause, like, oh, it you just don't make of... the lasagna? Oh, no, 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 no. We literally just buy a frozen one and shove it in the oven and be done with more, it. More, that's messed up, bro. You know, I never actually thought about making our own lasagna. That actually does sound like it'd be fun. I think my dad would actually enjoy that. But I think some people would just be like, it's not worth the effort. It's Thanksgiving, man. So you guys didn't make anything in Thanksgiving then? Like, I mean, as in make, like... Make? As in like from scratch? No, we didn't grow the I, wheat I, I, and I, grind I'm, it I'm, and I'm, make I'm the not, flour. No, I meant like, I meant like, like something that took you hours. Oh no 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 no! We we that's not that's not that's never how we done Thanksgiving. Even before like before we would, no before we used to just make sandwiches like that was just really it. Sandwiches. That's not Thanksgiving, brother. Like, <laughs> or wait, wait, what do you mean? Like, is there something special about these sandwiches? No, 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 no. It's just like okay, it's Thanksgiving, so we have to do something that's make sandwiches like we usually do. But then, uh, wait, is, are, are sandwiches like a special meal? They were when we were younger. I would say, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were when we were younger, so that's why I think we chose those for Thanksgiving. But then as time got on, sandwiches became less special. And then, uh, I guess to compensate, we started trying new things for Thanksgiving. And then we just landed on lasagna because it was like it was both special to us because we n- literally know the time of the year do we have lasagna because it's just it's too, too, it's too much, man. And what? It's, it's too much lasagna. Like, it's just too much for the body, man. Oh, okay. It's just, it's just pure cheese and carbs and, sh- and like... I, I can't imagine how much sugar is in that tomato sauce. Anyways, so like lasagna is just like, okay, this is the one time of the year we make it. And also it's very convenient to make. Like you just, you just like shove it in the oven, just forget about it and then take it out and put it out. Yeah. Very convenient. Well, that's not, that's, we don't, we don't I care never about consider- the, oh, you know, you, you try hard enough. So it doesn't count nonsense. No, no, no. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't consider that either. I never, I never said it didn't count. It's just usually when people think of Thanksgiving dinners, they think, oh my God, lots of prep, prep the turkey beforehand, da 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 da, spend this much time, otherwise it won't come out at the right time. Yeah, yeah. That's usually what the like the fret is. Yeah. Side yeah, dishes, it's very make sure they're frantic. Ready. And I hate that. So, and I guess my, the rest of my family also hates that. So, well, no, I don't think anyone likes it. But the the, the reality, that, that point is they do it because that's kind of like, you know, what's expected. It's the, it's the norms, right? The lasagna thing, like uh, growing up, like, Lasagna is always a very special dish. Like I eat it like, maybe I've eaten in my life like twice or something. Like very rare. Whoa, but okay. the times that I did eat it, I remember they they didn't they made it from scratch. I it just took it took a long time. It was a lot of effort. And I was like, damn. Mm. So I was like, that's why when you said like the night before, I was like, huh, what? 
So okay, yeah, nah, I get it now. Yeah, so you just yeah, you buy the... we buy it frozen and we just have it in the oven. Uh, I actually do wonder if it would taste better if we made it from scratch because I, I know like every time I've had something that's frozen and then reheated, essentially, it's never quite as good as it fresh. I'm not sure if lasagna would be any ex- exception to that, just by the nature of what it's made of. Some foods are good frozen and fr- I don't know. It, I, like I never I noticed the difference between frozen peas and fresh peas, like in a subji. Like I, I would never notice the difference. Would you? Mm. Think you can? I think I can. I, I, I feel like there is a difference, but then again, I don't eat so much frozen foods. I think and the only frozen foods that come to mind to me are peas and corn. Those are the two. Well, I mean meat, obviously, like because I eat meat, so like oh. it's all frozen. So I mean that's just a. Uh... Okay. Okay. Is fresh meat better than frozen meat? I mean, is fresh meat even fresh? Right? Like it really, it's really hard to get like fresh, fresh meat in the first yeah. place. But yeah, there is, nowadays. I mean, there are, I mean, there are literally places near where I live. You can go, you can pick, point the chicken you want. They'll take it. It's alive. They take it, they kill it in the yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. give you all the parts of it. And some people will take like, you know, every part of it. And I'm like, that's crazy. I don't want to eat like the beaks or whatever, but they do take it. It's a delicacy some places. And I take like, we just take like whatever the meat part is. And that's like the freshest meat you can probably get. Right. Cause it's like, yeah. Yeah. Cut right in front of you. Yep. So, uh, I don't know. I don't even remember that taste, but I'm sure it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this, is, this isn't how you regularly buy chicken? No, 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 not at all. That was like a one-time special deal. Just, just we were just checking out. But it was crazy because the experience there, like we went there and there's like a guy that comes and like uh, points to like 10 chickens and then just takes them. I was like, okay, all right. It's the casual thing. Okay, Um, what about desserts or anything? You don't do any desserts? Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, For dessert, we usually make either just custard Oh, this time we my parents actually went like kind of hard with it. I don't know why. Like, I guess they also wanted it to be like they wanted to actually make make something. They made a a kheer with a tapioca pearls. Oh, boba so the in kheer. Well, it's 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 not boba as in like honey boba, but yeah. Oh, okay, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it's the it's like literally like the actual. They're, they're like the much smaller ones. I don't know how to describe it. If you see them, you recognize them, but they're not like the. Like, I think of, like, boba pearls from boba teas and stuff as, like, almost, like, eyeball-sized. Yeah, Not eyeball-sized, well, but you know what I mean. Like, they're pretty big. They're quite yeah. big. And, like, these are, like, the very tiny ones. They're, like, you could crush a couple of, like, three of them in your in your fingertips. Hmm. Dude, I wanted to taste that. You should have saved some for me, bro. What the heck? I think we still have some. All right, I'm coming over tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, that's crazy. For us, I think we had, like, we had some sort of key or something to bet. I, don't, I didn't really even pay... Because, dude, the thing is, like, Thanksgiving dinner, like, I'm merely just hanging out with the cousins. So, we're just, like, messing around, like, just talking about life and stuff like that. So, I don't even notice this stuff. But, like, in the background, you just see, like, all the adults, like, eating everything. I'm like, what what's, what do we even have? And then I go over there, like, oh, there's some cake or something. Some, I'm like, okay, just take a slice or something like that. Like, it's a good time. It's a fun time. But it is a... I remember in the past, I used to be like, oh, we got to go Black Friday shopping, so we got to go. It's kind of, like, it's kind of rude, you know? It's like living, leaving, like... Oh, early I see. Kind Interesting. Of but we kind of mellowed out a little bit. I guess we're just too old for that stuff, I guess. No, I think I think it's Black Friday sucks now, so. Oh, okay, that might be. Oh, we didn't talk about Black Friday this 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 year. But uh yeah, I saw oh, a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. I I we were driving back home like on Black Friday and usually there's like lots of lines. Like, we see some lines sometimes, like around Best Buy or something, but there was nothing. Yeah. And then the next day, but the thing is and people say like okay, Black Friday is dead, and I I can see that here. But the next day we were going somewhere and 
I saw it was so much traffic, specifically in exits that exited to like outlets or like malls. Mm. Like I'm talking like, and, and I look at the outlet to my left, it's jam packed. No cars are moving. And I look to my right where the exit is, like to exit out of the freeway to get to the outlet. It's backed up from like way far back. Interesting. Okay. So that kind of brought me back to saying like, okay, Black Friday is clearly not dead. If people are willing to wait hours in line, it's not dead. Yeah, I guess it's not completely dead. But I did feel like it's way, way less. I don't know. Maybe you're right. They just moved it over to like the weekends. It's less of a Best Buy thing and more of just an outlet thing or something or what. Yeah. But I definitely felt like there was nothing special that caught our eye at all. Any, any deal that looked good just felt like it could be good on any time of the year. Like it could have happened any time of the year, even like during the Christmas time. It didn't feel special for being Black Friday. Also, the fact that like I just think more and more people are just going online now, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you buy anything for Cyber Monday? Uh, no, no. I didn't buy anything Black Friday or Cyber Monday at all. We still went. Nothing. Yeah. I'm really glad we moved away from the Black Friday starts on Thanksgiving night nonsense that happened for a couple of years there. It's still happening, dude. But but really? it, it, yeah, of course it's still happening. But it's like it's shifted now, right? It's like the whole week almost. That's also another issue with Black Friday. It's no longer like you had to get you had to be there that day, and now it's like oh, it's, it's like a week and a half event. Yeah, it's kind of like it's it's kind of like it starts before the day of Black Friday, and then it, it goes on for like a lot longer. Cyber Monday, I, we bought like some some electronics, you know, just to, here and there. But I, oh, I also... you know, we did buy. You're right. Yeah, I should. Have, yeah, we did buy one thing. What? Which was my dad, because it just worked out that, like, my dad's AirPods broke, so he just bought new AirPods. So was he would have bought them anyways, really, but... Was there a sale? There was a sale, yeah. I remember if it was, like, I think it was, like, 70 bucks off, which is, like, you know, significant. Which AirPods? Uh, AirPods Pro, second generation. So Why second? Because that's the newest one. You know, oh. Not, you know, oh, I thought that was yeah. a third gen. Okay, no, 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 not Pro. The, Pro. the Pro only has two generations at the moment. Wait. The, Pro, the regular AirPods have three generations. Oh, that's what it was. All right, all right. Yeah, they're off cycle. And see, yeah, my sister got some too because her, hers were kind of busted. They worked, but they're like, apparently there was like this weird issue where they they create static constantly in the dude, background. Dude, oh my God. My sister's AirPods. I don't know what gen, I don't know any of this stuff. I can't even listen when I put them on. Like, it's so hard to hear. And her noise cancellation, when you click on it, it's like this really annoying buzzing noise. So you can't use noise cancellation. I turn yeah. noise cancellation off. So about that my sister was complaining about this like oh this is happening for like months now you know months maybe a year or two i'm like did you google it she's like nah really i googled it and like nothing really came up i googled it it turns out apple acknowledged that there was some kind of manufacturing error with them and that you could return them and get new ones like fixed ones for free if you send them in but that ended like october 2023 which is like Two months ago. Bro, bro, I literally told my sister to just go to the Apple store, but these people are lazy as hell. And the thing is, like, how do you even listen from this thing? Do you like, what the heck? Yeah, I don't get it either. I guess at that same time, I also bought myself some pair of headphones because I'm down to one Bro, what the hell? We went from not buying anything to buying, like, ten things, dude. Well, we bought, we bought three pairs of headphones. The parents, my, my dad and my sister both got new AirPods because their old ones were busted. And I got new ones because my dad was just like, hey, I know you like over-the-ear headphones. You don't like earbuds. And these are on sale, and like you know, might as well just get them. So I got them. So I, especially because like I, I, I usually want to have at least two headphones, and my most recent ones broke, or one of them broke a while ago, and I was like, oh, I should get a new one. Just you know, one is done and all that. So now I got two. I wonder if you ever tried the AirPods. 
Air, whatever they're called, like the, the over the ear ones. Yeah, the AirPods Max. Nah, I haven't tried them myself. I wonder if you'd like that because I know, yeah, you do like the over the ear stuff. Oh, they are kind of big. I don't know if that's a thing. It's not that big of a deal for me. Over the ear headphones are always just going to be way bigger than earbuds, though. So. Yeah. So, are you saying you're buying some electronics and stuff? Yeah, I mean, we bought like a laptop or something, you know, because my dad's laptop is just trash. So, I was like, okay. Oh, dude, I've been burned by buying laptops on Black Friday. It's happened twice now. I'm like, I don't think I can do it anymore. What happened? They just they just feel very poorly made. I don't oh. know if I'm just being like too stingy or what it is, but like, I feel like every time I buy a laptop, I've done it twice. For my first laptop, I did it. And then for my second laptop, the one I'm currently using to record this podcast, uh, I did it. And it always felt like, Mm, I probably should have just spent the extra money and gone like something else. I know. I don't know what's some quality laptops are nice. I guess I don't know. This one was I bought on Cyber Monday, and it had a really big sale. So I was like, okay, sounds good. It came in. I looked at it. It looks fine. I mean, it looks perfectly normal. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. and no real issues with it. That's how we give thanks, Maldib, in America. Exactly. We buy ourselves things and buy others some things sometimes. Okay, so there has been some chess news. Um, We're back three, on chess. Here we go. Three three things that I have I have to take I have to say they're not going okay, to be quick question before you start because yeah. you said three things I know it's three things. Were these three things that happened all recently, or were you are you like hoarding the chess news until you can bring it up on the podcast and bring it out in like one big chunk? Dude, I've been hoarding so much chess news, but I usually just don't talk about it. Like there's there's a lot of tournaments that just recently happened that made a lot of things happen, but I'm not even talking about that. This is something that's been brewing. And it's, and I thought, okay, let's talk about it Ooh. for like a month ago. And I was like, okay, but we can wait. I mean, it's not like huge. It's like, like super, like super pertinent, like to right now. But just like every other week, there's more news. There's more. And it's got back and forth. Actually, it's kind of like a, it's getting to a point where it's getting a little too extreme. So like, this is a good time to talk about it then. So that's one mm-hmm. of the news. The other news um, is just a personal thing that I follow. So I just happened to, well, I didn't happen to. I have, of course, I'm trying to look for it. I saw this news and I really just wanted to mention that. And the third thing was um, something that's kind of shocking in the news, but it's also related to the first thing. So anyways, whatever. I don't know why I even said that because you said what the topics were. Yeah, yeah. But of course, the first thing is going to be about cheating. Ooh, cheating in the chess world. Okay. Uh, And specifically, it's about Vladimir Kramnik. Does that name... name. Okay, I was like, does that name mean anything to you, Willie? And I guess that's not... It that's a new name. I don't so, think, have they been brought up on the podcast before? If not, then uh, I won't know it. Yeah, probably not. But here's the deal, right? You heard of Kasparov, Gary Kasparov. Yes. Gary Kasparov was a world champion for a very long time. But he didn't like the organizers, FIDE. He didn't really like them. Mm-hmm. So he decided to leave FIDE, and he created his own rival organization, PGA or PCA, whatever those, one of those. Wait, mm, PGA is the, the fact golf that you don't know their name. PCA, it's PCA. Okay, doesn't even the fact you don't know the name, I'm going to assume this didn't live very long or wasn't very successful. You're too smart, William. So basically, he made PCA, and with his own championships, his own candidates, path, his own tournaments, everything by himself. I mean, not by himself. He was sponsored by Microsoft, like big companies. And FIDE remained FIDE. And over time, their organizations, both organizations grew until it came to a point where there were two world champions in the world. One of them was a FIDE world champion, and the other one was the PCA world champion. Mm. And this made a little bit of a rift, because if you were one of them, which one is better? Like, there can only be one world champion, with one best player. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
did they go? They should have gone the NFL route and just like had the two of them face each other off. So interesting you mentioned that because um, that is what happened. Uh, I think it was in two thousand six or two thousand five. It was called the reunification match, something like that, where the world champion from one end and the world champion from the other end faced faced each other, and something happened, which I'll get to in a second. And after that. PCA or Gary Kasparov's kind of fell apart and now that we're living in the future we always go back and we say the the winners of the world champion under PCA are considered um what is the word man I can't think of any words today it's considered contested they're like contested world champions they're not real world champions mm. that isn't like they are world champions but if someone if someone says oh that guy's a world champion you, you really just look at them like no okay wow okay like, they don't get the respect anymore I see I see and the Fide won one out. Okay, so that's just the reality. Interesting. Now, in that reunification match, it was a match between Vasily Topolov and Vladimir Kramnik. Who's the guy that I'm talking about? Also, by the way, you said 2000-something. This seems like it's much more recent than I was imagining. Oh, yeah, it's very recent. 2006 or something, but it's like maybe 20 years. Yeah, no, no, I was thinking like you're going to say at least like the 80s. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. This was very recent. Um, Vladimir Kramnik was playing against Topolov, and Vladimir Kramnik at that time was the disputed. Oh, it's called disputed, by the disputed world champion. So he mm. was with PCA, or maybe not. I don't, I don't remember the full details. It doesn't matter. And he won the match. Like he won the games at the end. Okay, so PCA beat Fide. Uh, well, no, because they're they're disbanded at that point. Pretty much, it was re- it was a reunification match. So whoever won there would become the FIDE world champion because PCA is kind of just dead. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So he became he became the official champion. Actually, this happened to Viswanathan Anand too. He was the he was a disputed champion. So people were like, "Is he that good?" Whatever. But then he became the world champion. People were like, "He's good." And it's like it just kind of has that feeling, right? But call it unfortunate, but that's you know what it, what it is. Um. Okay. So now you know the history about Kramnik. He is a good player, but you can kind of see where he's coming from. In that match, he was accused of cheating. So Kramnik, Vladimir Kramnik was accused of cheating. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so like legitimately accused, not just like a uh if I say things he will get upset. But like straight up the point was like he cheated. I you know what to be honest, I'm not exactly sure. I think he was he was almost or maybe not. Maybe I think he was though, because what happened was like he used to go to the bathroom a lot and they were like, That's a little sus. Of course mm-hmm. he's nervous, et cetera, et cetera, but you know that it just it looks a little mm-hmm. sus, I guess. Got Even though, prostate, gotta watch out. Uh-huh. Yeah, but also just like be to be to be clear, they do check the bathrooms like periodically. They 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 have like arbiters like watching. Yeah, I assume that check check. Hey, did someone leave a note on the sink? Yeah, yeah. But then again, they're still cheating in chess. So he got accused, and the next match he didn't play, so he lost that match just for free because he, well, oh, he didn't play. Okay. So this yeah, is, by it, default. Yeah, so it was a thing, and of course it 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 did get on his mind. He talked about this in later podcasts and whatnot. Anyways. Now, the reason why I'm bringing Vladimir uh, Kramnik... So, again, like, I was like, oh, yeah, podcasts existed back then, right? Like, <laughs> No, well, I'm talking about recently. I just, I, I don't know if you talked oh. about it back then. I, I, recently, I've, okay. I've heard a lot. I was like, podcast like, started, like, what, 08, 09? I don't know. What the heck? You know podcasts? We talked about this. You know podcasts are named after the iPod? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Like, a podcast exists because of Apple. Or at least the name, because of Apple. That's crazy. It's, uh, it's supposed to be an iPod broadcast podcast anyways it's a good factoid okay so vladimir kind of got accused i just want i just want i just want that to like get there now 
present time. Vladimir Kramnik does a lot of accusing. Oh. Specifically, he's targeted his sights on chess.com's famous title Tuesday tournaments. Okay. He is, of course, a good player. And he plays a lot of these tournaments. And these tournaments are for money. They do have money, although very little, but they do give money if you're top mm-hmm. three. And he plays a lot of them and he notices people cheat or he considers them cheating. And he flags them. He sends that to chess.com. Goes back and forth, but at the end of the day, he believes chess.com isn't doing enough. The cheating in chess.com is rampant. Uh, he and he has like his mathematics and statistics to back it up. Yeah, I'll get back, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, and that's where all this story started. Okay, he it. said a number. I think he said like ten percent of people on Title Tuesday are cheating. Mm, that's high. Now remember, these are title players, which means they're probably kids. Uh, they used to be kids. Maybe they are now too. That played chess for their entire careers, played professional chess, and we got a title, like a FIDE Master title, an FM or a GM or a CM or an NM, all, all, whatever the titles are. They got a title, which is, like, for example, if I tried right now to get a title, I'm, I might get one, but it's a, it's, a, it's a really strong possibility that I will never just I will never be able to get one just because of the, the time I'm starting to play and like that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. So these guys are, he's considered 10% of them cheating at least. This went on, and then Fabiano Caruana later on, he said... He thinks it's closer to fifty percent, so you kind of like affirmed with him. Oh, whoa, that's that's way more though. I'll get back to that too in a second. Chess.com comes out after a long time and they make a statement saying da 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 fair play three percent. So is their number? Okay, but we're doing our best to da 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 da. Okay, that three percent number hurts Kramnik a lot. He doesn't agree with that. Good seven percent off. It's almost a third. He thinks that chess.com isn't doing enough. And I, I want to I want to say something like interesting to me. So I'm 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 reading these articles on the subreddit, right, for chess. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of people in the beginning saying, "Oh yeah, Kramnik is right. We should chess is bad and da da da." I mean, chess cheating is bad. And it is completely shifted, 180. People are concerned about Kramnik's health and they think he's gone, he's lost his mind. Okay. The classic chess prodigy and losing it. All right. And I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm exactly in that camp where I think Kramnik needs to relax. Okay. Like he's going a little too crazy. So in the in recent times. Okay. Now, now we're talking way closer to recent times. He has gone on to say he's 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 accused so many people of cheating now. He's accused Hans Niemeyer of cheating. Just recently, like a week ago, he accused Hikaru Nakamura of cheating. And Hikaru Nakamura, he streams almost every game. Mm-hmm. He he went out to say uh, I didn't cheat kind of deal right. All my games are here, and he he plugged his switch, which is funny. And then Vladimir Kramnik got upset, and he said, "Uh, da da da, I'm not actually did it." And he, he but he still doubled down, like he doubled down, saying like Hikaru Nakamura is cheating. Why? Why does he consider all these people cheaters? He makes the biggest mistake that we've seen throughout history. Uh, well, it's more the dream fiasco rather than like. Like, I was thinking to my mind, is this closer to Dreams cheating? Or is it closer to Lance Armstrong's cheating? Where now, where it's like, everyone's coming out to be cheating. Like, now we just know everyone's cheating because Hans came out. Now everyone's cheating. Like, is this, the, this is like the bubble that burst? Or is it uh-huh. the Dream cheating where it's like, we're just going to throw some statistics. And it might hit, they might not hit. But there's a lot of dis- confusion on every side. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's leaning more toward the Dream type of cheating. Where... Kramnik just throws statistics. You know what he said? He said Hikaru has like a 45 out of a 45 point... No, 45.6 out of like 46. Just some like, like streak of wins. Mm. 
and he's saying this is statistically impossible or something like that and then every statistic that every other person that posts is always like it's completely possible in fact it's very likely yada 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 and then some <laughs> other post goes how's that possible at all that did it it's like you see what i'm going with this right you can't you can't believe anything anymore okay so these uh oh, i clicked on the wrong tab so the, these kind of things are are brewing right now it's 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 i feel kind of bad for Kramnik because because you? yeah his mind no, honestly, I feel kind of bad because I'm like, this is this guy is he's the world champion at one point. He's a very great player, and I honestly believe like there's no other way I can think this through, otherwise, other than thinking that Kramnik simply thinks he's he's good, but he's not good. And actually, it's not me that said this. Okay, it's Magnus Carlsen that said this. So let me get the, let me get the let me get the receipts now. Um, Magnus Carlsen in 2014, mm-hmm. Magnus Carlsen said about Kramnik. Kramnik thinks he knows everything. It's very impressive how Kramnik reels out variations and so on, and it's not so easy to discern if you don't understand the game well yourself. But if you look a little deeper, it's often nonsense. He always plays very principled chess, but the biggest difference between him and me is that he makes a lot more mistakes. Often, he seems to think he's in the right, but I'm actually right. He's very confident, he's not afraid of anyone, he doesn't think I'm better than him, he doesn't think Aronian's better than him, and he doesn't think Anand is better than him. He actually loses games to Nakamura, but he certainly doesn't believe Nakamura is better than him. Damn, that's brutal. That's brutal. Mass is always a savage, but dude, this is like, oof, that was in 2014. And also, what's funny is when when Nakamura was when Nakamura was accused of cheating, Magnus tweeted a game that he played with Nakamura that day, and he said, "Wow, look at this person. He's using an engine, and he can't. He gave up his like basically he got made a mouse slip, and then lost mm-hmm. in the game." And Magnus was kind of playing, like saying, "Like, wow, look at this! The even the AI is not good enough to beat me." Like, some coming out, like he's basically <laughs> joking, like Kramnik, you're crazy, you know? Okay, anyway, so there's a lot of um, a lot of stuff buzzing going on. Chess.com responded because really, this is a this is kind of like a nagging on Chess.com because this is like their website. He's yeah, basically yeah. talking about online cheating. Chess.com said, um, they basically they actually in their in their statement, which I thought was very weird to make in a statement, but then again, I don't really know. I'm not following it like 100%. Chess.com literally said, committed to provide the best platform for both casual yada. I'm just going to skip that. They specifically said, when clear evidence exists, we act. In October, our Flare Play team made 54,000 account closures, including six title players. We've closed hundreds of title players, closures of grandmasters, and four players in the top 100. This is in one month. Wow. This is a lot of cheaters. Okay. Yeah. Um, but blah, 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 blah. Now here, in the case of the recent accusations against Hikaru Nakamura by Vladimir Kramnik, we can say that we have generated nearly 2,000 reports on Hikaru's games and we have found no incidents in cheating. As to the allegation that Hikaru's incredible streak, um, we have also looked at statistics, statistics behind this. Our team has done the math and various simulations of streaks for a player like Hikaru who played more than 50,000 games. We have found... Okay, blah, blah. Basically, they found that statistically it's fine. But look at... I don't like this. So look, tell me what you think about this movie. We have confirmed the results with external statisticians, including a professor of statistics at a top 10 university. We also ran simulation, simulations on ChatGBT with the following results. Based on the simulation, blah, blah, blah. They have this prompt here. Uh, in fact, every simulation we ran, there was at least one across such a street. With the deepest respect to the former world champion, Vladimir Kramnik, in our opinion, his accusations last statistical merit the chat gpt part's kind of cringy and later on they they, they removed it they removed the chat they did part. yeah they knew that part they should have 100 because chat gpt is terrible at math it's not a math thing yes yeah, it's, it's, it's just 
it just makes the, it made the whole argument like super weak. Like, I was like, what the yeah. heck is happening? It, like, it destroyed everything they were saying. They're like, oh yeah, we trusted these experts, these uh, professors at top 10 universities. We also asked ChatGPT on the side just to double check them. Like, are you insane? Later on, Kramnik responded to this and his response was so... He was annoyed. He's clearly very annoyed. And he said like, this is defamation. Uh, and I give... Oh, I, oh, oh, the guy accusing someone else of cheating is... Now upset that he's being defamed? Hold on, what? He literally said, uh, is a clear public disinformation. So he, I guess he assumes, he he assumes that he didn't accuse Hikaru, but I mean, he, he did. And then he said, I offer chess.com 24 hours to, to refute the statement. <laughs> he's like a super a, villain. Give me a public apology. <laughs> if it isn't no within 24 hours, I'm going to start a legal case. <laughs> he he kind of lost. I, I waited for like this to be like posted a week ago. Like, read a week ago. And it's like, no response. He's had some beef with Chess.com in the past. I Like, he doesn't... I don't think he thinks they're taking them seriously. But this is not the way, dude. And later on, his own posts. He said, I delete those calculations of statisticians because of misleading nature. If you would know something about statistics at least a bit, you would understand that most of those stats they write is pure amateurist nonsense to convince naive people it makes any sense. All those numerous commentators suddenly became very active. Why? Because they know what's coming, and Hurley discredited me and my researchers in advance. Because the next coming couple will knock them. Like I swear, what is he talking about here, dude? Really... There is nothing to answer. All will be revealed. So clear. this guy is trying to discredit the entire field of statistics at this point, right? While he... also using statistics to prove his own point. He's he's using his own statistics. He doesn't publish the statistics. He's accusing everyone. He... What's happening, man? So I, I I unfortunately I think he's lost his mind, and he. The thing is, he he made sense to me. In the beginning, when he was talking about cheating, it made perfect sense to me. He gave his statistics. He gave his criteria for how he determined it. And I thought it made perfect sense. But what is this, man? He went insane. Um, okay. Then, in response to the Chess.com article, he literally wrote, our team has done the math. And various simulations, he's talked about Chess.com's article, right? Where they did the math and stuff. And he wrote, um, being, being just some ignorant person without a clue about statistics and math- mathematics, this report raises questions. After consulting with mathematicians, I would like to ask you, where is this number of games coming from? Like the 50,000 games. Is it counting all the time controls? If yes, it's obviously wrong. It measures the probability of three-minute games versus a certain level of average player. That's that's true. But still, at the point is, I, I, I think he forgot one thing, right? Hikaru farms players. He farms lower-rated players. Mm. And I, I told see. you, there is a concept called adoption in chess, where if you beat someone 10 times, you adopt them. And Hikaru adopts a lot of players. So he plays against them multiple times. And if you beat... Like, let's say he plays against someone 10 times. He might win 7 or 8 of them. Right? That means he's farming mm-hmm. them. And he's, he's... It's it's like... You can't consider these independent events. Yeah. Right? Like he's playing the same people over and over. And again, I'm not going to go into the math. Because, dude, that, that's already... That's... Come on, let's be real. But tons of people have already done it for me. Tons of people have done this math. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, and also, there's but the, uh, one thing I really hate about these things is, uh, unfortunately, people will dig, dude. They will dig in the history. They will dig so deep to find this. So they're like, oh, well, Crowning must have cheated back then in the re- in the reunification match. Like if he's like like he's projecting kind of deal, right? And oh yeah, when he becomes psychologist all of a sudden, I hate that. Like that Magnus Carlsen 2014 interview. How did someone just pull that up right now, dude? Right? And then they found this other interview with Ding Liren, and. It was I don't I don't even know how long ago this was, but he was talking about how Ding calls him out for his nonsense, in in like in 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 a, in a moveset, which is fine. But like, 
they're just bringing stuff out out of nowhere and like finding these little bits and then to talk bad about a certain person who's maybe like not mentally well i don't know right it just uh kind of feels a little weird that's true that's true so that was the hype news it was about cheating i think it's not the end of it we'll see what happens but uh probably won't update but just you know just just saying there's always something cheating going on hans neiman oh yes speaking of (laughs) cheating Speaking of the most, like, the bad boy of chess, I guess. I kind of like that he has a personality. I mean, let's be real. Most chess players are very, like, nothing. And he comes out of nowhere, and he's, like, he's a cocky guy that people hate whenever he says something that hurts. But then he, he shows results. So it's like, what can you do? Except accuse him of cheating. So what happened is, uh, <laughs> Hans Lehmann wins against this guy called Korobov. Eight out of nine. It's called the Tournament of Peace, too, which is kind of interesting. Um, so he did really well. He got a lot of rating points. People thought he was amazing. Um, his performance rating was like the best performance rating of this year. Performance ratings are ratings that you get in a single tournament. Okay? Keep that in mind. Uh, and Hans Neiman posted. Dude, I told you. He's the, he's the bad boy of chess. He said, Two lone Americans up against the world facing immeasurable odds. Victorious 53 years apart at the legendary tournament of peace. 8 out of 9. 29.46 performance rating. I know of no better life purpose than to perish in attempting the great and the impossible. The pictures are him with the trophy and Bobby Fischer at the same event. He's just, he's basically saying like, you know, I, I <laughs> the joke is most humble Hans Neiman tweet likely. <laughs> he's the cockiest guy in the world, bro. That's all I'll tell you right now. Okay. Um, of course, he was accused of cheating at that tournament. That's just the thing I guess Hans does these days, unfortunately. People don't like when they lose against him, even though he might be better. I don't know if he cheats or not. He said his performance was, is out of the world. Da, 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 da. He, was, he, he cheated. The organizers of the event said, Neiman's performance is amazing, but we have no definite proof that he's cheating. We have some indications. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But we don't know if anyone wants to report him. This is on the Nor- Norwegian newspaper. But do that. <laughs> what is this, dude? Like what? Is, I hate these accusations. Just if if you have some proof, to say the proof, you gotta you gotta play these like games, you know. It's weird that's like indications. Like indications alone would be like at least mention what they are. But I guess they really don't want to like show their hand too quickly. Because if they reveal what the indications are, then cheaters can react on that and like hide those indications. In my opinion, it's it's a little different. Like if you're if you got accused of cheating at a top level tournament. I mean, they don't even accuse you. They just say, "Well, he might have cheated." Like, that's just why would you even say that to someone? Like, they're just kind of rude, right? Like, it's like if someone's like, if someone, it's like, it's like saying, "Like, oh, you got to that school." Well, probably based off of something, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like a, it's like a, like a backhanded compliment. Like, I don't even know what I'm saying. It's, it's like, it's, it's just backhanded. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah. Well, basically, basically trying to say that it's, it's undeserved. Yeah, undeserved. Something like that. It's like, it's like whatever. Of course, he won because he cheated, kind of deal, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. The guy that accused him is called GM Ivan Chiparinov. Well, I don't, I don't know who that is. He played against him and he puts put this on his Facebook and he said um, stuff, certain things. Of course, people like dug deep into who he is and he his his own account has been has been closed on Chess.com for fair play. So the accuser accusing the oh accuser? for cheating, got it. Likely, I don't know for sure, but probably. And he wrote here. I want to I want to congratulate and uh, the winner of the tournament Hans Neiman. He scored eight out of nine. He's a rising star, and I think he'll be twenty eight hundred very soon. I never witnessed such strong play. 
I played with many top players. Recently, I played with one of the strongest players in the world, Hikaru Nakamura, and he's not even close to Neiman's level. I really think he works Whoa. so hard, and I'm his biggest fan from now on. It's a... Uh... Oh, and then they asked him, like, what about Carlson? Like, Carlson's... Carlson, you know, his actions are not accidental. Like, when he's... They're talking about, like, how Neiman is unique. They're trying to instigate him to tell... what Are you really talking about Neiman here? And he said, Carlson doesn't do anything by accident. Me neither. Basically saying, like, you know that, that line where Carlson said, like, if I speak, I'm in trouble? Like, so that's not by accident. Like, he knew what he's doing. And I, I know what I'm doing when I when I post this. Mm. Then they said, good luck to the next tournament. And he said, if only yesterday I played poorly, thanks anyway. He is a real role model of how chess should be played, my hero. Vita also should be proud of themselves. Chess is going ne- ne- to the next level. Uh, and then they wrote, like, it's interesting how everyone imitates Hans. He's fantastic. His level play is amazing. I played and worked with many strong chess players. He's by far the most impressive. But you get what I'm going here, right? It. it- He's being super sarcastic, right? That's what it's going? Incredibly. And they wrote, I believe you, but also I have some doubts. And he wrote, I have no doubts. Not anymore. I know. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the light. I don't like that he's able to just publicly insinuate someone's cheating uh, without showing, like, any bit of proof or anything. Is it just, like, he just lost? He just felt like that I was better? So, therefore, he's cheating? And this person himself has known to be a cheater, kind of. Well, I guess they said, like, he's known to be a cheater. So, it's like... But it's bad for anyone, right? They are, like, you're just mm-hmm. defaming them. So it's like, uh, maybe sore losers. I don't know. Like, I feel like Hans Demon must be having some sort of mental spiral, right? Hans Demon has the strongest mental ever, dude. I don't know how this man, he played so many tournaments. He still plays so many tournaments. He's not crumbled. Doesn't seem like it. He's doing, he's upward trending right now. If he, if he becomes world champion one day, he's like, he's like, this is like the perfect villain story. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all doubted me, but I'm up here. <laughs> I do like the idea that like, he, he, he never actually cheated to begin with. And now it's just pure spite that fuels him. <laughs> uh, it's it's convoluted. I feel for it, the kid. He's a kid. Don't forget that. He's still a junior. Like, to, to have a kid go through all this stuff. How old is he exactly? Because I know you say kid, but like I know you consider a kid to be very old. Well, junior. He's uh, His age is 20. Oh, he is a kid. <laughs> Born in 2003. Just three years before the reunification match. So, like, you can tell. Uh, his mental is that strong at 20? Damn. It's impressive. Yeah, mental is... He's, he's super cocky. And I told you, like, if you look at his older Twitch streams, like, the man is just a... Just a casual teen Twitch stream. He's always flirting with girls. and He's the, he's his chest to flirt with girls. It's, it's like really cringy. Like, it's all cringe. But it's like a normal person you would think yeah, of, Yeah, because right? he's 20. Yeah, that checks out. And then there's, there was a little shift... Uh, at some point, I don't know exactly know when, when he went to Europe and he started training like more, I guess, more professionally for chess. He came back, and he has more of an accent now, and he's more, but he's super like he has he has this kind of personality where he's like super cocky, and people don't like that a lot, which I think is like, good to have every once in a while, you know? Like why not, right? Yeah, yeah. You got someone has a trash talk. Someone has to be the heel, right? Right. Are you familiar with the concept of the heel? The heel. Yeah. Achilles heel. Well, it's like it's like in a and I, I've I've always heard it in association with wrestling. I don't know if it's elsewhere, if it's like a general concept, but it's like this idea that someone who basically plays the villain because it's more fun. Like you know, you you and you like you love to hate him kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like stories are more interesting when there's a heel. Well, let's be real. Magnus Crossan has also like done this stuff in the past. Like he's super cocky. But the thing is, with the difference, I guess, is Magnus has proven himself, and Hans has yet to be at the. To be honest, to me, Hans has proven himself to be a top level player. But he hasn't proven himself to be, like, the top, top, which he always talks mm-hmm. about. He's always comparing himself with Bobby Fischer, which is like, what? And one time when he won, like, the, he was, he was, he was he talked about the U.S. Chess Championship, like, 
I'm going to become the first American to ever, not the US Chess, but the first American to ever win whatever. Oh, he's saying, I'm going to be the first American to ever win the world championship. It's like he forgot why Fisher existed or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay, last bit of news. And this news, uh, it's not that famous, but I only, I'm only keeping track of it because I really follow Alireza Ferrugia. Oh, uh, yes. The fashion designer. Fashion designer, Gucci Reza, as he, as he's known in the club. But Alireza Ferrugia has came back to chess in the past tournaments. He is also, com- did you learn that his name is pronounced Ferrugia instead of Ferrugia, like you've said before? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, you're searching it up for the sake of it? Okay. No, I just, I have no idea. I just, either Ferrugia or Ferrugia. I have no, I don't know how it's pronounced. Um, but he has came back to chess. He hasn't played a lot in this, in this year. Cause of course studies and I guess I don't really, I really, I don't know. And he's came back to chess and he has completely destroyed his own rating. So he lost like 30 points or something. Like he's already down. He's down like the top. T- he was second wow. in the world. He was second in the world. And I think if I check the live ratings right now, he's at, uh, he is at eighth now. Oh, wow. Five. No, he's six places down. His rating went from like twenty seven some twenty seven seventy something all the way down to twenty seven fifty. Like he lost like twenty thirty points or something in rating uh, within just like two three months. So man is like he's kind of he's, he's definitely retired. And but but here's the thing: a lot of people are watching him and they're like surprised that he's not doing so well. Like they're very surprised by that. Um, Magnus Carlsen had this interview in Norwegian. Uh, an Norwegian podcast. I mean, it was an Norwegian. It was a Norwegian podcast. So someone translated this. Um, and when was this? So he had a podcast that came out in 2018 and 2023, and he talked about this. So someone like compiled all the results and like translated it and stuff. Uh, basically, he said, "Who is your favorite player? Is a player you would pick among many of the great candidates." So in 2018, he said Alakan and some other players. I'm just gonna skip. It doesn't matter. But he mentioned some players historically. 2023, they asked him if you were the Messi of chess, who could you say there's any Ronaldo? Right? Like like the top two. Like who's the best? Okay. Right? Like is there anyone you think is like contending for the top title? And he said the simple answer is no. There hasn't been a Ronaldo. Nowadays you have a clear number two in the world every month. Clear number two every month. Karwana, Nakamura, Ding, Nepo. Every one of those have been talked about as a clear number two. The one who should have been the obvious crown prince is Ali Reza Farouja. I can mention that we brought him to a training camp when he was 14 years old. Back then, he wasn't particularly high rated for his age, but the reason we wanted to bring him was that he was obvious to me and this other guy that he had something very special. He's the one that should have been a fir- been a first, a clear number two, and eventually number one, but hasn't become it yet. High praise. Mm. Then asks, he does clothes and stuff, right? And he says, in the long run, I think it could be good for him, but I think he loves playing chess too much. When he joined us in the training camp, uh, I won't say all the whole thing, but the point is, these guys are crazy, dude. He said, he literally said he was able to do three things at once. He would play on, he would analyze the game on the board with them, with Carlson and the gang. He would play bullet on one game and he'd play blitz on another turn on another computer at the same time. <laughs> and, he, and he said it wasn't enough to stimulate him even to analyze with some of the best players in the world. Like it wasn't enough for him. He had to play many games. He just, he just couldn't. But did it, did it, uh, Alija Froja lose? Supposedly because Magnus Carlsen noticed he was being too fidgety and was drawing the game out to mess him up. Really? What? Was this not Alivija Froja? I could have sworn there was a... No, that was that was Jan Nepo and Magnus Carlsen. Was it like, Jan Nepo? Like in the World Champions, he's like, he just knew that not, Nepo didn't have the stamina that he did and he's like, I'll just draw the oh, game. Oh, okay, okay. I could have sworn it was Froja, but okay. 
Frozen. That'd be interesting if like Nanis Carlson like has this information about like how he needs to be stimulated. So if he just makes the if he just draws the game out, he can beat him. Yeah. Um he probably does know a lot more about Feroz's mannerisms though, because he knew him since he was fourteen, right? Yeah. He has that advantage. He says, Does did Elias Feroja ever scare you at all? And he says, No, I thought he was pretty cool. He loves chess, he's super talented, it was really fun. Um, but he hasn't there hasn't really been a rival to him. At one point it looked like Caruana, so Fabiano Caruana could be that one. He's very close to me. In some periods, he's even been playing better than me. But he has never had the entire package to be incredible in other time controls as well. It's kind of like a dig at Caruana. It's kind of interesting to me. Um, but anyways, then he said, in the World Tournament with Caruana, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to skip that kind of deal. At the end, they asked him, um, my impression is that Ferruja doesn't play that much. Like, I feel like he doesn't play that much. And he says, he plays a lot online, but no, he doesn't play that many tournaments. So, like, like in person. And then he says, Why? There are many reasons why, but then he literally said his management is not the easiest of people. And he said, why? It's because they ask for a lot of money. He says, it's completely fair. People want people, because him and the people around him look at it the same way I looked at myself when I was 20. I wanted to be treated like Anna and Kramnik and Topolov. Topolov is the guy that I talked about. And because I knew it would be the next, I would be the next big thing. So he wants the money. Like, it's like money is like a really big deal. And there's no money in chess, so. <laughs> okay, uh, last thing not I'll America, say. at least. Last thing I'll say is, looking at the live ratings, Magnus Carlsen is still number one. He's at 28.30 points. All right, 28.30. All or ELO, I guess. The next highest is Fabiano Caruana. So Fabiano Caruana is number two right now. He's at 28.04. So 26 below. Oof, getting kind of closer. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's close, but then Ferozio went down 30 points and then went down six places. Meanwhile, the gap yeah. between first and second is 30 points in and of itself. Yeah, fair. We, Magnus is definitely big. But I'm just saying, it's, it's the year of Caruana. And then Hikaru Nakamura is third. Then Ding Liren. Then Jan Nepo. Wesley So. There's a guy called uh, Lanier Dominguez. Which is... I'll talk about it later, but it's not relevant right now. Then Elisa Feroja. Karyakin. So Karyakin has been added to these ratings now. Because his ban is officially over. Oh, okay. Although he hasn't played in any tournaments since the ban. Hmm. Remember, if you probably don't remember, but he was banned because he's very pro-Russian. So. Oh, right, right, right. That was like during the whole Ukraine thing, I imagine. Yep. And also, he beat Magnus Carlsen in like one match in his candidates. Because he was in candidates too. So, that's another... he's also very young. Or, rel... okay, he's not young. Then there's Anish Giri. His father, Anand, is still 11th in, in the world. He's still, you know, he's, he's now the top player again. The top Indian player. Take that as you will. Uh, and in other news, Vaishali Pragnananda, who is Pragnananda's sister, she became a GM. So now, I think they're the first brother-daughter, do- uh, brother brother-sister GMs in like a hint in history or something like that. Oh, interesting. Right. So just uh, some cool little factoids. Give me your quick thoughts on if you read someone is cheating like this, like they threw statistics at you, what would you think? Mm-hmm. I'd be doubtful. Even if I this was like, I, I, I don't care. Player. Like, you have to make the statistics make sense to me. Okay. And so, like, I don't think I, I want to believe, which of course everyone wants to believe, that they're less susceptible to like statistical trickery. Yeah. It's hard. But to I feel like less I feel like stuff. I kind of I, I at least I have in the corner like oh yeah I took like college level probability class I feel like that kind of helps in some degree. It helps, but I think it's so easy to manipulate. I mean, I get manipulated by statistics all the time, dude. And I feel like you can tweak anything to make it look like, you know, your, like, you know, your agenda, if you will. 
Yeah, yeah. And you have like the, uh, and it, it doesn't even happen with like studies and stuff because you have this concept of like p hacking, which is like a complicated thing. But just know that you can kind of fudge the numbers in a way that's legitimate, but can give you an outcome you want. Which is the, which has probably led to like the replication crisis. I don't know if you know about this, but like in a lot of psychological, like, if you like psychology and like social sciences, there's a lot of a. Uh, Basically, they realize that when they go back to some old papers and try to recreate the experiments, they don't get the same results. And so, but how a lot old are we studies, talking? Here? Not that old. Like maybe like the last five years. Maybe, obviously, older it's worse, but it's just like basically, you know, like how science is typically built on you prove something and someone builds on top of that, and you kind of like build this tower of what previous people's works. People were doing that, but then they realized the original foundation was eventually. Not there. It was fake. Dude, that's it's crazy. like a whole whole thing. I I want to see examples of that. And this is like this is the scary part because you see these articles all the time popping up like men are more likely to do it and women are more likely to do it. And it's like then they have their paper cited and then you go to the papers and then the paper cite these papers and those papers cite these papers and then you go to that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and now it's like a, it's a whole like thing in the field where they're like we don't know how much of it is actually real anymore. <laughs> That brings us to the end of, as Hamza put it, episode 161, pan drug number. <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed. There's a lot of chess in that one, but actually, that was a good chess. That was a good chess conversation. I hope it was interesting. Uh, Hamza signing out. I'm Wadi signing out. All right. Another 20 minute topic, geez. All right. Jeez Louise.